Today I will be talking about mastery, being a master of self. In order to be a good leader, especially if you are a traditional man looking for a traditional woman and you want to lead your wife or your girl, First, you got to be the leader of yourself. You got to be the one showing her game in life so she can follow you. Not every woman is going to follow a man. They only follow certain types that know what they're talking about, know what they're doing in life. And it's up to them to try to figure out, is this the type of dude she want to be with? Now, if she see a dude that's insecure with himself, don't know where he's going in life, she's going to be like, he don't, he's so confused and he don't even know what he's doing. And he ain't giving me no type of uh, instruction, no type of game to try to help me better myself as a woman. So, with these type of uh, relationships, usually the woman will become more of the masculine figure, quote unquote, and take up the responsibility of leading the relationship. Now, there's the apprentice and there's the master. If you're an apprentice, truth be told, you, you don't have nothing to say about anything. You don't know nothing. You just now learning. Let's just say it, um, you want to be a, a tattoo artist. So you go to this tattoo shop, you decide to be a come up, uh, apprentice. All of a sudden, you, you think you a know-it-all. You think you got everything solved. Like, well, I've been on YouTube for the last five years, and they taught me this type of technique. You're supposed to never step on a, a master's toes. You got to humble yourself and try to learn. Everybody is not a master of certain crafts. Sometimes you'll meet somebody, they might be a Michael Jordan of, um, I don't know, drawing, making portraits. And you might be the greatest or the goat of having great spatial skills. Everybody in this world has some type of gift that was given by God. Some people know how to play music well. You know, some people, everybody got some type of gift in life. I've never met a person to say, oh, he don't have any type of gift. You know, it's always something. You just have, sometimes it's not um, visible. Sometimes you have to really look at it. Like, yeah, oh, I see. So everybody in this world, you can't master everything. But what you do as a man, 
I call myself a renaissance man. Now, a renaissance man, he's cultured, he's well-traveled, he knows a little bit about everything. I can say I'm probably like the jack of all trades. If somebody bring a subject up to me, I'm going to at least know something about it. If it's something that got something to do with like female or makeup or some shit like that, probably not. But if it's like other things that uh, have anything to do with it, other type of real world topics, I probably know a little bit about it. So I'm saying this to say this. As a man, sometimes you have to humble yourself. Let's say your wife is a freaking genius. Let's say she got the IQ of a 200. And you're like, damn, this girl's smart as shit. You gotta use that, you gotta utilize. I'm not gonna say use, I'm gonna say utilize that skill. That's a good woman that you got. Why would you dumb her down? Why would you try to make her be stupid? Because you feel like it's fucking up with your ego. If you was a real leader, you would understand certain people got certain qualities. And that goes for, like I said, I'm, I'm probably more traditional, but I know there's some dudes out there that like to be led in a relationship. They wife paying for everything while they're uh, taking care of the kids, stuff like that. I mean, if the gender roles are switched and it works for you, then uh, hey, more power to you. I'm not against it. It's because I talk about tradi traditional relationships. Don't mean I'm a, um, a against other forms of relationships. You know what I'm saying? In order to be a master of people, I think first you gotta um, you gotta be somewhat of a psych uh, psychologist. You gotta be a sociologist. You gotta learn people, read people, study body language, especially when you with girls. Sometimes women, they'll say something, but they mean something else. Sometimes women can be very indirect about stuff. So it's always good to read body language overall. With people in general, because there's some people that will, um, they'll say whatever. But their actions, if you if you watch somebody, like, no, that ain't what you mean, because that's not what you're doing. You're saying whatever gapping out your mouth, but at the same time, I don't, I don't see no action. I don't see anything in place that you're doing that's different. And a lot of, uh, it's a lot of uh, people that have the gift of gab. They can persuade you in all types of ways just by what they say. It might sound good. And you're like, yeah, love this. We on the same page. But in actuality, they don't be nothing but scam artists. They just be running game on you. They ain't really down with the team. They ain't really down to, to help you in any type of way. 
they trying to come up off just by persuasion. But when it comes to mastery, I'm going to go back to mastery again. Like I said, I have never been like the whole master of fucking math. Not everybody has math gifts. Now, I was considered a little bit of a child prodigy even when I was in college. I was on the dean's list, making all these A's and shit. Once I um, learned that um, I can shorten my classes to 30 minutes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday instead of going three hours lecture every day. So I went from, after I changed my courses and stuff the right way, I went from a D student all the way to an A student and got on the Dean's list. So I'm having all A's, right? But it's one thing, one type of class that I could never master, and that was math. It was so bad to the point where I had to start all the way at math. You know how embarrassing that is? I had to take a, a math course, not a course, but a math test, and they try to place you based on the score that you got. So I started at 90, so I'm going to be the apprentice. I'm, I'm trying to learn, you know, from my teacher. And I may not be the best at something, but you just have to keep trying there's different levels. Just keep trying and just see. So I went from math 90, and then I went to math 93. Then I went to math 95. Y'all hear me? Then uh, 98. Then all of a sudden, I was at math 101. Now I didn't take all these classes. pay for all these classes because that was a weakness in my game that was a weakness in my education it was my math is so much of a disability that I almost flunked the fourth grade because I couldn't pass my math test and the only reason why I was able to not flunk they had to transfer me to another school. And when they trans me, transferred me to another school, I guess it was like, if you go to this school, you have to have a certain number on your score. But if you go to this school, you can pass, go to fifth grade, and still have that number because the number is not really all that bad at that particular school. So I stayed, I stayed at that school until I graduated from Long Beach. I'm sorry, not graduated, but uh, I passed uh, fifth grade. And then I went back to the other school. But I'm saying this to say this. You know, Sometimes life, it takes step by step. It takes consistency. You have to keep learning. It's because you don't get something the first time don't mean that you're supposed to quit. I know a lot of people, they be talking about, well, my business flopped. 
I don't think I can do this no more, man. This is fucked up. Guess how many times Michael Jordan missed a, uh, a three-pointer or a two-pointer so many times. But what if he said, you know what? I didn't miss this three. This some bullshit. So therefore, I ain't in the game no more. I must be shit. You don't keep trying, you're not going to get where you want in life. And this is what I say about failure. Failure is a lesson in life. Some people say if they fail, that means they a fucking loser. Sometimes failing will help you know what you need to do the next time in order to win. It's like a, um, a test. You know what I'm saying? Just like um, what happened to me when I was in California and I was trying to get top surgery. And my doctor ended up canceling my top surgery because I had sickle cell. What if I just went home and had my tail between my legs and just gave up and just said... I'm, I'm never going to have top surgery. So therefore, here I am, depressed, full of dysphoria, can't get out of bed because you so fucking distressed about your body. And I just said, you know what, fuck it. It's because I got sickle cell, this is some fucking bullshit. My doctor told me that I can't have surgery. So I'm just gonna give up. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to do shit no more. But that's not what I did. See, the great one of the greatest gifts that God gave me. Now everybody know I'm an artist. Like I can draw portraits. I can draw people in probably like 10 minutes and look exactly like them. But I got another gift that people don't know about. And it's called resilience. That's my biggest gift. Because I'll keep going. I'll keep pushing until the wheels fall off. That's how I am. If somebody say no to me, that's just going to make me push harder to try to get it. I'm like, okay, what you say? You said I'm, I'm not going to do that. Okay, um, let me see. I am going to do that because this is a life and death situation. Like, if I can't have top surgery, I don't know how I'm going to live because this is uh, my plan A. There is no plan B. There is no plan B. Sorry. If you're not going to do it, there's hundreds of other surgeons that's going to have, that's going to give me my top surgery. Sorry, bro. So, giving up is when you fail. I can't remember dude's name right now, but uh, I think it was Ray Lewis. Yeah, my boy Ray Lewis. I had went home. I was very uh, dejected about my situation, how my doctor was in surgery. And I just had a sickle cell crisis. I had pneumonia. Shit, I was almost fucking close to death at one point. 
And I'm thinking to myself, when I got home, I went back to Chicago for a month to try to get my life back together, get whatever I needed to do back together. I thought to myself, I was in California too long. I can't come back here, come home, because nothing's gonna change. I left this motherfucker for a reason. What am I coming back to the same place where where things was bad in the beginning? I couldn't get top surgery over in Illinois. I still couldn't find no jobs worth for shit in Illinois. The only thing, the good thing that was about Illinois is I wasn't getting sick. So I'm thinking to myself, I gotta have one last hurrah. I gotta do this. I gotta keep trying. I'm gonna try again. I gotta do this. It ain't no other way around it. So, once you give up, like I said, once you give up, that's when you're a quitter. If you feel like you have exhausted, here we go with the bumpy ass ride, man. Let me slow this shit down. There ain't nobody on this road. It's a Friday night. I'm trying to go home, see the Warriors right now. Game two on sling. But anyway, if you didn't exhausted all your options, you have tried everything that you have tried, then you're not a quitter because you at least tried everything that you could possibly do. But if you see there's a leeway or you see there's a light at the end of the tum tunnel, you need to explore that. But at the same time, don't be as crazy as I am because, like I said, I'm very resilient. And sometimes it can it can cost me. Some sometimes if you are that type of person that's very determined, you don't know how to give up. So don't be exactly like me, but at least keep trying. Especially if you ain't no type of like physical danger. If you're in a relationship this asshole and he keep beating your ass and shit, you need to leave that out immediately. You ain't no trying that shit. I'm not even talking about that for any females that's listening. Don't ain't no keep trying with that. You gotta go. That's a that's uh you're in a physical danger at that point. If you're in any type of physical danger, don't keep trying. Because you might end up getting getting yourself hurt in the long run. You just gotta be a master of yourself at all times. You gotta be self-assured. Ain't nobody gonna love you like you love you. Nobody. You can always be this yes person. Always try to be helpful to everybody. But when it comes down to it, when you need help, these people are nowhere to be found. Some people will use you. For what you got. And then spit you out at the end of the day. I remember my mama told me one time. I think I was in my early 20s. I'm trying to remember exactly how she said it. Because to me. I thought everybody was like me. If I decided that I'm going to do 
A, B, and C for you. I would hope that somebody would turn around and do A, B, C, and D for me because I did it. And my mom, she, she was like, not everybody is like you. Don't everybody, don't, don't, um, everybody have the same heart as you. People don't think the same way. You can be the nicest person. And I mean generally nice. Because I know there's a lot of dudes that's generally nice. And they get used because they're generally nice people. So these days, you can't be a nice person, unfortunately. You got to always stand your ground, put up boundaries in life. I'm just spitting, y'all. I'm, I'm just... I'm just coming off the top of the dome, just saying anything at this point. So I just been feeling just really inspired. I just up here and lost 12 pounds in the last week. I'm feeling amazing, y'all. Amazing. So with that said, keep working on yourself. Anything that you're insecure about, get at it. As much as you can, keep pushing. Don't let nobody tell you what you can't do in life. I remember one time my mom said, we was living in the same city that I'm living in now. And one time she was like, I think I was, uh, yeah, I had, a, I was having head problems back then too. And I heard her talk to talking to my brother. And she was basically saying like, I wasn't going to be shit. And I took that to the heart. You know, because at one point in my life, I was a pushover. I would try to help my family with it, everything. Like, I would give my mom check after check after check. I wouldn't take not even a penny out of it. Because I had an asshole father that was, uh, he started doing drugs and uh, he lost his job. So I was like 18, 19 years old. I'm trying to help the family out. But it's because I had like the a heart. I stayed within my family a long time, a really long time, until like my uh my brother and sister graduated from uh, high school. So about that time, once they graduated. I figured it was time for me to start going back to college, you know, living my own life. Because I had turned about, I think I was about 20, 21 at the time. I'm thinking, okay, it's time for me to do my own thing. I just found out I'm not a uh, horrible at uh, college. So uh, let me go back to school. So I went back to school, started making A's and B's and shit. But right before then... I can't, I can't remember. It might have been before then. I think it was around 2000. <clears throat> I had started working again. I think uh, my mom had got sick. Yeah, I had came back from college. Because my mom had got really ill. So I, I quit school. I, I quit college. I went to Carbondale, Illinois. And I had to uh, take the bus back home. Or the train. 
took that back home and never went never went back as far as I can remember. I don't think I went back that whole year. I might have. But uh after my mom got well, for some reason, I started going down. I started having hip problems. I was working every day. I was walking to work. At the time, I couldn't even drive. I was so much in a bubble as a little kid. It's like I was telling y'all I didn't start having sex until I was in my 30s. It's fucking true. Like when I was in my early 20s, I didn't even know how to drive. I couldn't even drive a car. That's how spoiled and babied I was. So, like I said, I was starting getting sick. I've always had this hip problem. For years and years. And this is when it started to get bad. I was about 24 years old. So I went to the doctor. I was noticed I was having this hip problem. I went to the doctor and the doctor was like, you need to get on SSI because you're going to need surgery sometime soon. And plus you got sickle cell. You need to stop working and get on SSI. I'm like, fuck, really? I got all these goals and ambitions and shit. So this was like the first time in my whole life that I had stopped working. All of my life, all through my 20s, teens and 20s, I was either in school, in college, or working. You feel me? So, I was in a lot of pain. I didn't want to be at home with my mom. My mom had just got well. She was good now. She was she was Gucci. She started walking on her own and all that. So, I remember like months and months and went back. I'm trying to get, get SSI. And then I heard her say, you know, she was talking to my brother. At the time, I was a she, right? But I knew at the time that I was trans. I had found out or figured it out in my early 20s. You know she ain't going to never be shit. Whatever she doing, that's what's going to end up what she going to always be doing. I'm sitting here like, the fuck? I just left college. I could have graduated in my early 20s. But instead, I went back home and helped my mom. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't understand for the life of me the how I was helping my family the whole time. And then you're going to talk shit about me. Now, I know my mom, she has passed away. And I forgave her for, the, for what she had said. But I will always remember that in the back of my head that I will never be shit. And when she said that, that pushed me to a level. I was like, you know what? Fuck SSI. I end up getting off SSI. Or I, I never actually got on it, but I end up stopped trying to get it. And I found a job that made almost triple the money that she was making. All of a sudden, I'm the head of household. You know what I'm saying? So when, when people say, like, what I was just telling y'all, some people won't do for you as you do for them. Always remember that. Because I don't know how many people really know that shit. They will not be for you at all. They don't care. But they'll call you a piece of shit if you do the same thing as 
you did to them. And with that said, in most humbleness, this is Pharaoh Nelson signing out. Mac Black Show. Peace.